and when God has moved you on, how dare us be like the elder brother who wants to remember the prodigal who has come home in the pig pen. God use your ear to help that person come out of the pig pen. And once we are released from wherever we were going, whatever we're going through, it's time to rejoice. It's time to rejoice. And we bless the Lord for that. Now you can stand with me. And I'm going to trust the Lord that he's going to give me more voice as we go through. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save a people alive. Father, in Jesus' name, we bow in your presence and we thank you for what you're going to say to us today. Would you take your word and minister to this, your people, in the powerful name of Jesus, amen. 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 There are some things that you should never do around electricity. There are some things you should absolutely not do when you're fooling with electricity. You should never stand in water if you're dealing with electricity. You should never have a hair dryer or something that you're using to play music with that's electrical around electricity. You might feel like running and jumping, but if it's thunder and lightning, my grandmama used to say that God was mad. Sit down, boy. So there's some things that you should never do. Nobody told me those things. When I first started to fix stuff around the house, the bell stopped working. And I said to my mother, no problem, I got this. And so I proceeded to get a metal butter knife. And I took the plastic fixture off the wall. Success. And back then in the Stone Age, I mean, when I was younger, there was no such thing as YouTube. And so I had to figure this thing out. So I get the plastic casing off, and I'm looking on the inside. I see the wires. I see the screws. I got this. So I take my metal butter knife, and I touch that screw. And the butter knife went one way, and I found myself up against the wall on the floor. I learned 
learn that day that there's certain things that you should never do around electricity. Let me tell you a secret. I've never tried that stunt again. I got it. I got it. How many times are you going to fall into the same demonic trap and find yourself knocked away from the presence in, in terms of God's will for your life? The same argument, same people you can't stand and they can't stand you. Same kind of women you dating, same kind of brothers, with the same result. When are we going to come to the place where we get it? How much more money do you have to lose? How many more broken relationships do you have to go through? How many sleepless nights do you have to struggle through? Before you get it, I want you to understand that sometimes, as we're going to look into the scriptures, is that what is our beginning is really God's ending. But in order to get you to the place where God wants you to go, so that at some point in your life, I don't care how old you are, it doesn't really matter. If you don't get it, you don't get it. You might as well be talking to a brick wall for some folks when it comes to making the same bad decisions again and again and becoming an instrument in the hands of Satan where now the one who comes to kill, steal, and destroy has put you in a position where you're depressed and sometimes that's already has been mentioned. The devil wants you to kill yourself, to come to a place of even contemplating suicide. I want you to understand that the words that are recorded in Genesis chapter 50, when Joseph, who had every reason to be angry with God, every reason to feel like a victim, I mean the worst that life could dish out, Joseph found himself involuntarily. He didn't sign up for what he went through. He had every reason to leave the church to curse God. He had every reason. But instead of responding to what God had allowed in a way that would have indicated he was operating in the flesh, Joseph was able to say what you meant for evil. God meant it for good. Now, I don't know how much voice I got left, so I'm going to have to, this sermon's coming back. This is a good word God gave me. In order for you to get it, I believe that Joseph's life becomes a model for us. So that you don't have to keep hitting your head up against that same wall. You don't have to let the devil take your, your lunch every day. There are at least four things in this child of God's life that I believe if we follow the model that he established for us, you'll get it. You'll get it. 
I want you to repeat these words. Say direction. direction. Say distraction. distraction. Development. Development. Discovery. Discovery. Somewhere in heaven, God's laughing at my voice, but that's all right. That's all right. Sound like Brother Tim. I've been hanging around him too long. I just need some red shoes, brother. Come on, bring your shoes. If the light is going to come on, if the fog that has kept you in the dark is finally going to be lifted, Direction is needed for your life. Direction. And what I want you to do when you get an opportunity is read Genesis 37, verses 5 through 11. In those verses, God gives Joseph direction for his life by way of two dreams. Now, the interesting thing is, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God had already determined a direction, a purpose, a destiny for you. But the interesting thing is that he does not, at the beginning of your journey, clearly make it known to you exactly what that purpose and destiny is. And so Joseph has two dreams. And in his dreams, God reveals to him that he is going to rise to a level of leadership where his father and his brothers are going to bow before him. And when he shares this with his brothers, and sometimes you got to be careful about who you share what God is saying to you. Because sometimes what God is saying to you is specifically for you. He brought you here tonight for a reason. This is for you. And so he shares the dream, and he sees himself as a great leader. God has greatness in store for all of us because we are a nation of priests, a royal. The Bible says a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. And so while most of us are not going to get God's direction for our lives through a vision or a dream, Here's how God will give you. Here's how he will order your steps. The Bible says, for the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And even when we stumble, God will pick us up. One of the ways that God will direct your life in 2019, it will be through his word. Oh, you thought I was going to say something really mysterical. Oh, he's going to come. No, 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 no. Through his word. Listen to what the psalmist says about the word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. The president isn't sure, but the word, the testimony of the Lord is sure. Congress isn't sure, but the word of God's testimony. Making the wise, making the wise, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening 
God will give you discernment. God will make you wise. And so the first way that God is going to put a lamp that will illuminate your path in 2019 is going to be from you spending time in this word. God will also direct your steps through your walk. Say, through my walk. Oh, I heard some of you. Through your walk. Listen to what the scriptures say. In Psalm 84, verse 11, the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. Here's the part I like. He says, no good thing will I withhold from those who walk uprightly. God will give you direction as you walk uprightly. He will make your way successful. God will also give you direction through the witness of others. Paul tells his spiritual son, he says, do not neglect your gifts, which were given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid hands on you. One of the ways that you'll know the direction for God in your life, others will see your fruit and they will say, this is where you should serve to be prosperous to produce much fruit. Yeah. So I say to people, do you want to know what God's purpose is for your life? Get busy serving him. Yeah. Let me rush on with the little voice that I have left. God will reveal his purpose to you through your worship. Oh, Elder, you bless me. You bless me. God has been breaking out all over this church. I'm telling you, we haven't seen nothing yet. I know that's bad English, but the brother said that's good theology. <laughs> Listen to what the scripture says in Acts chapter 13. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I'm calling them to. As you make worship about him and not about you, when you get caught up, in the presence of the Lord, when you allow him to come in, when you answer the door, you say, behold, I'm standing at the door, and I'm knocking if you let me in. Oh, I was so blessed when I heard what happened on Friday night. There's no substitute for spending time for yourself in the presence of God. And so when, as you are worshiping the Holy Spirit, will reveal to you what it is that God wants you to do. Are you willing to be directed? That's the part of moving to the place where you get it. Here's the second thing. I'm not going to go through all of it. second thing is distractions should be expected. Say distractions. Expect them. When you decide to obey the Lord and separate yourself from unrighteousness. Be ye separate, save the Lord, and touch. When you decide, I'm going to follow Jesus, you will be dealing with distractions. Sometimes the distractions will be rejection by those who are closest to you. When Joseph shared his dream, his brothers hated him. Even his father said, am I going to bow down to? My point is this. 
the moment that you decide that I'm clearly setting aside 2018 because the light is coming on. My understanding is becoming clearer. I see the path that God is making for me. Expect to be rejected by those who are closest to you. David said, if it had been my enemies, but these were folk I went to church with. These were the ones I prayed with. These were the ones that I shared my deepest hurts and fears. Don't be surprised. If you want a crown, baby, you got to wear, you got to be willing to carry a cross. There is no crossless Christianity. Let me run on. Thank you, Lord. You can also expect separation. Joseph's been 15 years in jail because his own brothers sold him for silver and gold. And for those 15 years, he was separated from his father. When you get serious about the Lord, you're going to have some separation experiences. You're going to be unfriended. You're not going to be included in the group text. You ain't going to have folks sitting at your lunch table. They're going to order food and not ask you if you want them to order anything for you. You're going to find yourself by yourself surrounded by crowds. Separation will occur. But God's GPS, his word, your walk and worship in the wind, that's his GPS. Here's another thing you can expect by way of distraction, temptation. Temptation. The Bible says that Joseph was a fine brother. I can imagine he looked a lot. <laughs> Is that right, Sister Benson? <laughs> and in his workplace, how many of you know most infidelities occur in the work, in the context of work. Potiphar's wife said, this, this brother, is, he, he, this dude is, is bad. She said, let's get physical. What's love got to do with it? Yeah, that's all right. I'm aging myself. That's all right. You know what I'm talking about. And here he was. Wasn't nothing funny about Joseph. He was 100% man. He was attracted to the opposite sex. And the Bible says the more he quoted scripture to her, the more he resisted, the more aggressive she became. It used to be a time when the brothers were the aggressors. It ain't like that no more. The sisters are on the prey. So the Bible says that it, it worked out that she hooked this thing up. She said, I'm fine, he's fine. I'm hot, he's hot. I'm going to have me some of him. The Bible says that one day she made sure everybody was going. The lights were dim, the house was quiet, and Luther was on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a house is not a home. And the two of us. And so the Bible says, 
she, she, she heightened her attack. She went beyond words and looks and, and perfume and, and, and body sculpting. I, I, I know she worked out at LA Fitness. She had to be fine. She said, it's right. Everybody's gone. Who would know? God will forgive you. God knows you're a man. Everybody's doing it. You ain't married. You're single. Sow your wild oats and make sure you plant a few on this side. And the Bible says that this man, Joseph, recognized that this was a distraction from divine direction. And so he fled. Sometimes you can't be playing around with this. Sometimes you can't be quoting no, I done done stuff, quoting scripture. Sometimes you just got to put your faith to flight. I hear the word of God saying, make no provisions for the fulfilling of the lust of the flesh. But sometimes, even when you didn't plan it, he said, flee. Brother, get the trucking. Get the truck. Get both. I want you to understand, if you don't learn how to handle that chocolate cake that you keep bowing down to, that stuff you keep putting up your nose, those conversations that you're having when nobody else is watching, you will find yourself continuing to, to work circle around the mountain when God has given you a green light to enter into a place of rest. Temptations is distraction. Here's another distraction. When you make up your mind about living for God and having standards, I don't want a man that bad that I got to compromise. I don't want a woman that bad that I got to be doing this. You can understand. Nobody's going to give you no 21 gun salute. The church might even look at you like something wrong with you. The Bible says, that when Joseph was in prison and he interpreted the dream of a baker and the butler, he said to both of those men, remember me. Tell the king, tell Pharaoh, I am in this place unjustly. I've done nothing wrong. As soon as those brothers got their freedom, they totally forgot about Joseph. I want you to understand when he said that to them, he was desperate. He wasn't having no ball or no party in jail. It's not no party when you're by yourself. When you leave this place tonight, you don't have nobody to wrap their arms around you. Or nobody's picking up the telephone just to check to see how you're doing, unless it's a bill collector. He was desperate. I want you to understand that desperate people will do desperate things. But here's what you need to understand about the distractions. After Jesus had fasted, like we fasted only for 24 hours, Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in the Bible. Said when he was hungry, when he got to a place of death, when he was hungry and needed to be fed, that's when, that's when the devil attacked. And I want you to understand, you are on the devil's radar when you make up your mind that you're going to find your direction God's way. But when you resist the enemy, 
The Bible says after Jesus met that final temptation, and he said, get thee behind me, Satan, that the angels. <laughs> I want you to know that if you just hold on, if you just don't give in, if you keep on believing and trusting God, your ministering angels are about to release the blessing that you need. Direction. Direction. That's what that direction, distractions, development. I want you to know that God uses all of the distractions for your development. What God has intended for you is already completed in the prophetic past. The book is written on your life. The problem is you ain't turning the pages. And so the scripture, sister, count it all joy when you face diverse and various testing for the testing of your faith. Work is patience, teaches you how to wait on God. But let patience have her perfect work that you may not be, that you may lack in nothing. God is trying to develop you. You aren't going to discover this thing. The light is not going to come on to you and for you until you understand that everything that you've gone through, God is using it to develop you. Why would he give you a brand new car and you don't even know how to drive? Why would God give you a million dollars when you can't manage 20? Why would God give you a husband when you can't stand men? Why would God give you a meaningful relationship when you're still holding grudges about past hurts that have been inflicted upon you? Direction leads to distraction. And distraction, if you respond properly, is for your development. And once you have been properly developed, then you will discover the light will come on. Joseph said, after all of these years of separation, everything that I've gone through, Stuff that I didn't understand. I, I didn't know why I hurt so much in the midnight. I, I didn't know why I was taken from my father. He said, but now I get it. What you intended for evil. I get it. You see, it's a God thing. God is all up in your stuff. He's working it out for his glory and your good. He's in it. Are you prepared? Are you ready to get it? You don't have to hit your head anymore. You don't have to break anybody's heart anymore. You don't have to try to find your value in what your friends say anymore. Discover that it's God who has allowed it. It's God who is going to use it to develop you so you can discover. And once you discover, you got a great testimony. Stand with me. Y'all know I'm from Philadelphia. And somehow I graduated from 
I'm Simon Grant. I just showed up on the step every day. I can't remember anything I did there. I played football and I played baseball. And my teachers gave me good grades. I didn't say I earned them, I got good grades. But one of the things that I noticed when I first started going to the big school where the big people attended, when you walk through the front door, there was always a group of dudes shaking you down. You weren't getting through that door without giving something up. Now, it would be all right if it was just one dude, but nah, it's a bunch of thugs. This is pre-hall uh, monitoring, none of that. So <clears throat> I watched how they did that. I only got a quarter for lunch. I ain't giving nobody my money now. I know how hungry I get. So I had to make a decision. Can I beat them all? No. I'm pretty fast, but I'm sure there's somebody that may be a little faster. So the light came on. I got it. I don't have to go through that door. I ain't going to let these dudes take my lunch money. I ain't going to be hungry because somebody got my lunch money. No, I went through the side door. <laughs> How many times are you going to allow the devil to shake you down? To take from you what God has given to you? How many times are you going to go through the same door and be defeated? I tell you, if you follow God's direction and deal with the distractions and allow God to develop you, you will just, the light will come on in 2019. Somebody say amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Bow your head.